0: Hello, lovely humans. I'm Y.O. Lee, and this is a very special bonus episode of Sex Stories, normally a podcast where I ask people all of the details of their sex lives, but the one and only man whore, human name, Billy Procida, is interviewing me. Billy and I met back in the spring of 2019, and he is the first sex podcaster colleague I ever connected with, So I invited him to be on sex stories. And as divine timing would have it, I was on my way to New York that week because I had a plane voucher to use and wanted to see Hilma off Clint's circles at the Guggenheim before they went away. So I was going to be in his city and he let me come over to his place in Brooklyn and ask him all about his sex life in his own apartment. And recently he appeared on our 100th episode. Host of the Man Whore podcast, Billy has interviewed his ex- hookups, as well as sex educators and porn stars, sex workers, queer performers, and stand-up comedians. I think what I like about him the most is that he is just so down to explore. He is just down to do things that are sexy. He wants to have a sexy time. He models sex positivity and clarity in a way that I so admire and I wish more people would emulate. And there's also something sort of about that like East Coast cool vibe. I don't want to say blasé, but you know what I mean. Like East Coast people, you're like, okay, sunny California. It's just so different from my hyper-friendly Californian family that I was raised in. So not saying it's unfriendly, saying I like just love it. <laughs> so go find the Man Whore podcast wherever you get your podcasts. In fact, if you are not driving right now, I encourage you to pause this episode and go subscribe. And then go find him on Instagram. He is at Billy Presida, and on OnlyFans at CallMeBilly. I do think that the world needs more dudes talking about sex in sensitive yet manly ways. And I think that what I find sexiest about Billy is he is just super open. He's open to trying things, open to reflection, open to his cock on OnlyFans. So um, he's open to getting greasy and popping balloons. And that is the sort of exploratory, playful vibe that led me to unlock my own sexual creature. And I had no idea that she was caged up, nor did I have any idea that she would get turned on by being locked back in a cage once she got a master. But... Any, it's this baseline self-exploration that I did leading up to my deciding to explore kink and sex and figure out my sexual self and look for Dom that led me to all of this being here in your ears. So, because this week is the launch of my book-slash-journal-slash-collage-slash-puzzle-slash-Instagram project, Know Thy Fucking Awesome Self, here is me getting to know myself with the help of my favorite man-whore. <laughs>
1: Welcome to the Manor Podcast.
0: My experience as a female who's very friendly and is very genuinely interested in many people and then also is attracted to people, like I sort of do exude this like, hi, I want you energy, which doesn't mean that I want to act upon it. I don't have time. I mean, maybe like, I mean, maybe if people actually like paid me lots of money on my OnlyFans, although I've been getting lots of tips lately, which feels good because I just started myself to figure out how everything works. But like, for example, today I was shopping at Target and then at the post office and I'm just minding my own business. But both places, I was only in each store for about 10 minutes and people, random strangers walked up to me, interrupted me and like asked me questions as if I were some authority. Like, like, I don't... And like they thought I worked there, but I was just dressed in like yoga pants and like a sweatshirt. And so I was like, what? "What?" I was like, I'm wearing a backpack and I have like a grocery bag full of artwork, like packages. Like, what? Why are you? Leave me alone. <laughs> um, you know, and so I do like people, but I was reflecting upon how grumpy I was. Like, because the first gentleman who he's like, oh, sorry, I thought you worked here. And I was like, I don't. And then he like came back around and I was like looking at underwear at Target because they had some really soft ones. And then he like starts approaching me and like talking to me again. He's like, do you know about this thing? And I was just like, I'm sorry. Why what? are you talking to me right now? Yeah. And he's like, oh, I just thought I was like, I'm sorry. I'm not in a people mood. I'm just not. I wish I were just like ballsy enough to be like, I'm looking at underwear. Fuck off. But then I do. But I have this like farm girl Nice family thing that comes out, and and so I I don't know I'm um I think I need to get more in touch with my personality asshole Mm -hmm. the same way I've gotten in touch with my own asshole (laughs) physical asshole
1: yeah you got to get in touch with that ability to tell a random stranger hey go fuck off leave me alone.
0: Well, so I'm really I'm really good at it if it's actually on the street. So mm-hmm. like if I'm outside on the street, like I like I've had people. I live in downtown Los Angeles near Skid Row, so I've had people like walk toward me with their zombie hands like aimed at my boobies. And I have I've definitely yelled some very loud fuck offs, I will kill you if you touch me type thing. Like and I just and it's just like rage that passes through and I sort of like take a step toward them. Like and so I do have this like um I have a fight reaction when threatened, apparently, is what I've learned, but not if I'm inside a store. Isn't that
1: mm. interesting? Interesting. Yeah. So uh, and I, I should say real quick, we're here right now with a uh, fellow slut caster, O Lee.
0: Oh, slut caster. I love that. <laughs> I learned like that? the term Sound butt fun. slut, and now I would say I'm specifically a butt slut caster.
1: <laughs> but it is sad that, I mean, you know, where, where we were trailing in was like, I had asked uh, Wyo, like... Uh, anything off limits and you were like well um could we just like make it clear that like i don't fuck random listeners so just don't randomly solicit just, me and i go just like because they exist yeah and it's just like i, I don't know and I, i'll ask you a second but it's like it was just so sad that you even felt like we have to make it known please don't randomly solicit why mm.
0: well welcome to the female experience i think <laughs>
1: Oh, gosh, are you telling me that the internet is tougher for you than me?
0: Well, I don't know, though. <laughs> don't you get that kind of attention from gay dudes? Like, I'm if you're very, naked...
1: I'm a special, different case. I have what, put like, myself in a... Like, you're, like, hey, a... open for business, or what? No, it's just more... I've put myself in a weird niche of things where, like, I'm an outlier. You can't include like what? me in a data set.
0: Maybe I can learn from you, though.
1: Uh, I'm a different Don't learn kind of... anything from me. I am... Why not? Because look at my face. Do we need to learn anything from this when right I look now? <laughs> at your
0: face, Billy, and here's what I see. I see sparkling blue eyeballs that match your, well, they're a little bit brighter, actually, than your gray blue shirt. And they do, they're they brought out by your headphones. Actually, right now, your eyeballs look like they match your head. Oh, now they're a little they bit. Do now they do match
1: my headphones. Oh, it's beautiful. Why do you think I got the the blue skull candies?
0: <laughs> I see a, I, I see a gorgeous smile. I Gosh. see a little man beard. Stop what? it. It's an, I, I, see, going, I see hair that I would run my fingers through and like pull a little bit and like scruffle <laughs> up and make it messy hair. I see some blushing. <laughs>
1: i don't know if that's my lighting or actual blushing but yes um, you have
0: a lava lamp it's just glowing a
1: little bit red on your you can't see where i'm blushing it's fine Uh, (laughs) 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 yeah uh yeah so YO's got a very flirty personality everybody uh so much because
0: i like people when they're nice to me and when they're following the rules when they're not being rude
1: and what are the rules to not be rude
0: my rules are please be consensual (laughs) like like if you want to do something and I haven't consented to it, ask me, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to hit on me, if you want to do something that is outside, if, if it's something that would make that you wouldn't do in front of your parents or grandmother, like, like ask, don't walk toward me with your hands outstretched thinking it's okay to grab my boobs.
1: Yeah. I don't know how you operate in life with such a big smile all the time when like the bar is just so incredibly low and people still walk into it
0: yeah well i uh i do get very grumpy but it's usually late at night and then i go to bed yeah i oh. <laughs> give myself a little uh a little ride on the vibrator and then i'm like and then i get a smile back.
1: oh well i mean there you go uh that's always a way to get a nice little smile oh yeah <laughs> but you uh you host a show called sex stories mm-hmm. uh great seo as we have talked about uh because which
0: you've been a guest on <laughs> uh Episode... twice now right yeah, twice technically. Yeah. yeah. So you're you're most recently on episode one hundred, we just had our hundredth episode and then I forgot I looked it up. Your first one is early. It was like fourteen or twenty or something like that. So yeah.
1: well, congratulations. That's huge. hundred episodes. Look at you. Woo Yeah. <laughs> That's so exciting. That's great. What what why don't you tell us what is um your podcast about? Like what's the what, what can people expect? Besides so, obviously
0: Billy's sex amazingness.
1: Besides Wouldn't it be building? great if it was just like a food podcast? Uh, no, we're talking <laughs> that really would be so sexy recipes. Deeply disappointing.
0: <laughs> well, actually, oh my God, it's so funny that you say that because I was just talking to my little sister who just graduated culinary school, and this morning I was like, "Babe, let's collaborate on a sexual, sensual cookbook." Your and sister? so that's a, my with my little sister. Yeah. So, uh, so that's you that's going to be.
1: Relationship.
0: We do well. I mean, no, no, we're not going to like. We don't do sexy things, to be very clear. I didn't okay. say that.
1: I'm just, you know, oh, my, yeah, yeah. We my are... sisters can barely handle that I do this for work.
0: Oh, <laughs> no. Well, so my sister is very buttoned up compared to me. For example, she well, you're would are not...
1: literally unbuttoned. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Why those like, tits are basically out. I it's don't like... button
0: <laughs> flannels. I just tie them at the bottom and then they get loose. I don't know. It's too much work. Um so, like, she wouldn't be a guest on my show because it's one-on-one conversations with people about the details of their sex lives. So it mm-hmm. covers, like, their body feelings, their physical feelings, sexy things they like, stories they've experienced, like, the highs, the lows, and then all the fantasies that they want to do but haven't done yet. And so it's so it's super fun. You never know which direction the episode's going to go. But uh, my sister is... She... Oh, I shouldn't say that. That's personal. OK, so that's a good example of I was going to share personal information I don't have. I'll just say it in more general terms. She's like has an easier time with sex than I do. Like she doesn't have problems Um, and she like has a good time and isn't like like I'm a very anxious person. I have a really hard time orgasming and I've gotten rejected a lot. And I I will just say, like, objectively speaking, I'm not I'm not ugly and because of all of the cultural messaging that women receive around like oh guys just want to fuck all the time it's a really bad feeling to like get rejected over and over Mm. again by straight dudes who are supposed to be like the ones that definitely want to fuck you no matter what but like
1: that was the messaging you were you received growing up was like be on the defense guys are going to be all over this so you think when you're offering it that they're going to be it's going to be a line out the door exactly i think women are i think y'all are not set up properly for rejection because when i've rejected women um not even like rejection i mean like we'll be in bed and we'll be like fooling around and they'll want to fuck and i'll be like i don't know if i want to fuck tonight but like maybe next time definitely i've had multiple times grown fucking women raise their voice and yell at me (gasps) for not fucking them when they were when they were ready You know, it's like, what? And I think it's just because like a guy, yes, guys can get exactly like that. But I think also a lot of guys are prepared. They know. Yeah. We're taught you're going to have to fight for this because they're always going to not want it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's not fair to you, because maybe if you were taught that, hey, sometimes you're going to get rejected. Maybe it wouldn't feel so fucking sharp. Yeah.
0: But luckily, I worked with pickup artists for a couple of years producing their reality online reality show. Yeah. That's that's when I. Um, it, it, I don't know if it's still out there. I don't think you can find it, but one, it's called The Girls Game, but then season oh, meant, two. Oh, I meant, like
1: Witch Pickup Guy. Oh, oh, oh. I feel oh. like they have always had um, fun names.
0: Mihau. Mihau uh, Powers. Um, well, well, I don't like him
1: <laughs> already. He,
0: was Mystery's roommate way back in the day. Oh. So, oh. um, Yeah. So it's a small community. It was a very strange time in my life. And after I finished the second season, I shaved my head and traveled around South America for six months wondering why I why I'd made such a mess of my life. But um, no, but I want to but I do want to circle back to the rejection thing, because yeah. the closest thing that I got to a sex talk, which is one of the first questions that I asked my guests was my mom was just like, "Now, sweetie. Because of your hourglass figure, you have a fundamentally sexy body. And I just remember the way she said body. And so she cautioned me that, like, you know, the time might come when I might get a boyfriend and I don't need to feel pressured by him, even if he says I love you. Hmm. And I was never given any information about what to do if I was extremely horny. And was like pursuing men to fuck them because I didn't know that I liked everybody yet at those young ages. Um and so yeah, so I tried to lose my virginity three times before it finally happened. I yeah, I got I got a lot of rejection in my life. So Yeah.
1: And and what what was what are the thoughts when you're hearing that? Like is it, oh, are well, you so, startled or
0: so now no. And luckily I with those two years that I worked with pickup artists, I got to hear them coach other people. I learned a lot of pickup-y stuff, which I really hadn't connected to the stuff that I'm doing now with sex stories, which is hilarious. And I'm mm. laughing at myself. Um, But, I, but I have had lifelong obsession with why is this hard for me? Like, why is this so hard? Why is it so hard for me to just talk to people? Mm. And, uh, especially when it's about sex. And so now as an adult woman who is learning more about herself more and more and more all the time, I have learned I'm a very specific flavor and I, like, like I'm a little weird and I'm not, I'm,
1: uh, <laughs> I was trying to be like, what flavor? Oh, you're talking, are we talking about the weird thing? Oh yeah, I know about that. It's a, uh, you know, Wyo, Wyo's a very individual uh, unique L.A. type. Well, uh. <laughs>
0: I, but I would I'd also be curious to hear because I have a lot of people look at me and basically usually they think I'm much cooler than my actual personality is. Like I'm kind of a goober. I love to be silly. I wiggle every day. Uh, it's a way to be body positive so that I can love all my parts, even my wiggly ones. I wear silly animal hats. Like, Like I like to be silly. I think it's very fun. And I think there's something about like my straightforward but childish nature that throws a lot of people I don't know what what was your experience meeting me because like I was I felt like I was so excited to see you and then I was like I think he's cooler than me.
1: Oh, I am not cool at all. Uh I'm very lame. <laughs> no. Why? I mean, I was just like, oh, this is like this like, you know, artsy individualist uh LA type and I don't know. I didn't I didn't think anything like negative. Mm. I was just like, oh, you know.
0: Well, I did. Did you know I grew up on a farm with military medical professional parents and it's actually only in the last couple of years that I've been like letting myself be publicly artisty.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What was that about?
0: Uh, well, I went to South America and thought a lot about what I wanted to do. You no, know, I meant the
1: upbringing part. It's like, you know, you were you were raising this family like uh, and you got this talk from your mom who referred to you. It's <laughs> like you have a sexy body, fundamentally, speaking. fundamentally like, sexy. That's <laughs> to males
0: <laughs> because they're wide, childbearing hips. Well, my mom was a nurse. She sure. taught labor and delivery and, you know, loves babies. Um, so I, I haven't given her a baby, but she understands have to yeah. find the right person. But have you
1: always been um so sexually open and straightforward or like is no. it just no. like like what was that transition aha moment? I mean you were working with these pickup guys. You had mom who like gave you this weird semi-sexual warning and <laughs> and now you you know yeah. now you <laughs> do zoom podcasts with your tits out and you you talk about yeah. sex stories.
0: <laughs> well, so I would say that it started when I I wasn't this open when I was working with the pickup artist. I was exploring polyamory for the first time. I fell in love. What drew you
1: to that gig in the first place? Was it just like a A gig and you're in L.A. or?
0: Um, I was in. Well, so one of my very good friends introduced me to. So I am an independent filmmaker that just hasn't made enough movies yet, Mm -hmm. but. When I was 22, I wrote and produced and acted in my first feature film and I shot it at my parents' house and it's like it doesn't have release; like it's on my computer because I was too tired to try to get it released and I'm just going to hang on to it until I can package it with something else someday. I don't know. But I was tired of working at the bar and I wanted to quit. And so I was like, well, I have producing credits and I started getting producing jobs and I used to produce like right when virtual reality became a thing and they had the first headsets. I did a couple of like web spots with. One of my friends who worked... He now develops VR games. Um, The company is Stress Level Zero. So some of my best friends from college introduced me to... They used to be like YouTubers. And made friends with this pickup artist, Adam Lyons. And so... I started Oh, working Adam! With... He's
1: been on the podcast. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so Adam, Adam and I worked together for one year, and then like it was me and Adam and Mihao, and then it was just me and Mihao because I think Adam that's when they moved to Texas or something. Okay. But, um, but yeah. So, so we had a mutual friend that introduced us, and I was looking to make content and to make more stuff and to practice producing and writing and pitching stuff to Yahoo, and I was hoping to make you know, connections with people at Yahoo Screen, which then folded during our second season. And so then I was like, oh, oh, all of this was for nothing. Oh, 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 Um, you know. And so it was that experience where I realized I was producing stuff that wasn't stuff I cared about. Like it wasn't my stuff Mm. and it wasn't, it wasn't satisfying like I thought it was going to be. I thought the idea of teaching women to pick up dudes was great, but the way that we did it, because it was such a, Short budget, fast budget and everything, um, you know, we didn't really get to teach them. And so producing is also a lot of work. And I also cheated on a boyfriend for the first time, last time. And that was the last boyfriend I had. That was five years ago. And I fell apart. Like, I hated myself. Mm -hmm. And and I also cheated on him with someone who I fell deeply in love with. It was the first female-bodied person that I'd ever been with. Um, they were married at the time and I was like, I'll move to New York to be with these people I'm in love with. And it was before I the knew flannel would anything. flannel in, in
1: Brooklyn, I'll say that.
0: Oh my God, I know, I know, I know. Like a flannel uh, well,
1: triad, no, very bush.
0: When I, when I'm there, people ask me for directions, but that's true everywhere. Like when I was in, when I was in Argentina, like and had long blonde hair, I would get, I stopped on the street and asked for directions. And so I'm just like, what? Um. And that was before I spoke any Spanish. Anyway, okay. so yeah, so, so that all of that is to say like I both the, the pickup artist thing is like a weird origin story because it both kind of like broke me job wise. Because like all those relationships fell apart the same time I finished the second season and I was just exhausted and realized I wasn't like living a life of my own values. And then that coincided with, um you know, this confusion around sex and all of it like all of the relationship stuff I just like my life had kind of crumbled and so I shaved my head and went traveling for a while and while I was there I did a lot of thinking about and some sex along the way but that was also where I was like why is this sex not very fulfilling and so I just kept asking the question and then it was when I got back from South America that I went on Fet Life and was like I'm gonna explore what it's like to be tied up and then it just so happened that the first dude that I met and messaged with who I liked we got along so well, we had a fuck ton in common and he ended up being my master. Wow. And so that was yeah. That was um we started seeing each other started talking in March of twenty seventeen and started going out the following April.
1: And we'll get back we'll get to that in a minute. Uh is this the same I wanna go back to the pickup thing, but first, is this the yeah, same yeah. master that you have now? Yes. Okay, we have
0: cool, recently cool. started seeing each other again and <sighs> it's been, you know, it's been a lot of it's been life changing and also like a more intense relationship than I ever could have bargained for. Cause I had no idea what kink
1: was. Totally. So back then, you know, you're still like, it sounds like a little sexually sheltered, um, you know, having but trouble curious. with these relationships. Curious. Like,
0: like so hopeful. Like I did all the holes on my first night. Like I was like, I want to try everything. And so like, I, you know, so very, very curious and enthusiastic, but like, For some reason, not a researcher, like not an online sex researcher. Um,
1: And how did you feel about um, Pick Up when you started working with these guys? Was there anything you kind of learned or uh, did anything kind of come to light while you worked on this show?
0: uh, I think the main thing, just to take it full circle, it's about pattern recognition and numbers and so much of the ego that we get caught up in relationally just, like, doesn't have to do with us. Mm-hmm. So I would say those are, like, my main positive benefits, like, the, my, big, my big positive takeaways from working with them is mm-hmm. that it's just about, like, trying and thinking through the other person's experience. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, pickup artist, so sleazy, so disgusting, That's which me. I know. Which I know because anytime I've revealed to someone that I've tried to go on a date on date with, they're like, oh, so are you picking me up right now? And I'll be like, well, no, but like you and I met for coffee and now we're walking around the block together. And so because of how human brains are wired, that gives us the feeling of going on an adventure that only we two can share. And then if we do another thing and then another thing, and then if I do a thing called a future projection where I'm like, oh, we should go to Echo Park sometime and do the paddle boats, like that plants a seed of, Desire and then they're just like, ways add anal you can to it, just
1: like you really ensure <laughs> that they come back. Well, no. <laughs> okay,
0: so you would, so you would think so, but I, what I, I'm I learning, no, but what I'm learning is that I have to fucking slow down about talking about sex and I don't know how to do it, like, mm. and and I try to just like cast the net and if they don't pick up the bait then i move along because i'm like i need someone who can talk about sex with me like does that
1: mean you need to slow down about talking about sex or is it just that um you talking about sex acts as this filtration system to like weed out a lot of people who you weren't going to work with well anyway
0: well, that's the question I've been asking myself a lot. Because I
1: think, I think, I think it is. I think. What if it's just... both,
0: though? Because, like, I think there are some people that I could probably get along with really well that are just a slow burn.
1: Right, but is a relationship like something that you want to just get along with real well, or do you want to like find know, people Billie? who are like, close to good matches? Oh like, no, I... <laughs> what I what
0: I mean is though, like, what if? And this is where I, I mean, I'm I'm mostly single. I've had I had one boyfriend, twenty two to twenty four. Then I had that boyfriend I cheated on, and then like broke up with because I was very full of guilt for a year. And, and then that the was master. when I was twenty-five. And then the master, well, and then I tried to date that couple long distance via the phone. Technically, like we were technically together for six weeks, but it was like not in person. Yeah. Very so that sixth so that grade
1: was, together. Very sixth grade <laughs> together,
0: and, but but such a hugely formative relationship for me because. Again, when you when you enter a polyamorous relationship and you don't have a ton of information beyond what some pickup artists have told you, which includes advice like, well, if your boyfriend doesn't want you to date other people, why don't you see if you can, like, invite him to watch you fuck a girl and he just sits in the corner and then you can, like, open up his mind. Like, that was some of the advice that I got that I was just like, I don't think that's going to work for us. I mean,
1: that's I mean,
0: (laughs) he wasn't into it. Like, that's the thing. Like I, I, I end up finding people that I terrify. And so, sure. so I think you're right. Like I'm probably single because I'm really bad at filtering and then I don't have a ton I of energy. Bad it. I
1: didn't say you're bad at it. I'm oh, saying that it acts as a filter. No, I think
0: I am bad at it. Okay. I am bad at filtering. I filter for the wrong people for the wrong things and then I get tired and then I don't and then I'm like, I can't date at all. And then I give up and, and I call my master.
1: So, so what do you mean you're bad at filtering? Cause like to me, it sounds like you are very open and honest about your sexuality and that maybe that intimidates some guys. But mm-hmm. then what I'm trying to say is that I don't like good if they don't want to go on the second date because you were talking about sex too much. Cause maybe that guy just wasn't a fit in the first place. So that's what I'm trying to say is like, I just feel oh, yeah. like you're, you're having to go on less unnecessary second and third dates. Which acts oh, as a filtration system.
0: No, it takes a lot to eat. Ev- so here's the thing. This is this is what it is. I I don't love going on dates with randos that I don't like. Like I have to really like someone to give them my one-on-one divided, undivided attention because okay. I have so much art that I'm trying to create. I jam-pack my days. I'm a crazy workaholic. I've been thriving in the pandemic because people don't bother me as much <laughs> and I don't get the same. I, I'm more likely to get exhausted by a night out with someone I kind of like and feel like it's a waste of time. Mm. Whereas I know a lot of people experience that as like energizing or fun, or at least mm. you get to know someone. I have to have like enough work and work completed and money saved for that to be fun for me. Does that make okay. sense?
1: Hi, it's Billy Presida. The guy interviewing your beloved YO Lee. I'm going to super duper quickly tell you about the Man Whore Podcast, and then I'm going to let you get back to listen to YO. I promise. Back in 2014, I started interviewing my past sexual partners about why we didn't work out. I had this weird problem at the age of 24. Women would sleep with me, but they wouldn't date me. I'd done Craigslist Bukakis, blindfolded meetups with strangers, and even tried speed dating. But whenever I wanted things to get more serious, the woman always told me she wanted to keep it cash. Seven years later, I invite some of the top sex educators, porn stars, queer performers, dating experts, and comedians to have open and honest conversations about love, sex, relationships, gender, and butt stuff. And I still occasionally chat with my blasts from the past. So if you're digging this conversation, do go subscribe to the Manwhore podcast wherever you listen to audio. And hey, I promise I'll only interrupt you just like one more time and it'll be super short. Now back to the show.
0: I'm bad at filtering because I also have an incredibly flexible relational sense of people. So I tend to not be attracted to people based on looks. It's more about feelings and words and communication and are they going to reduce my anxiety enough for me to be excited enough to have sex with them and if they can really help me reduce my anxiety and this is why I like kink so much because I know the rules. I don't have to worry about what's happening. I don't have to worry about if they're just not telling me what they want. Mm-hmm. That's the only time I can have orgasm is if I'm really, really, really relaxed and feel trust. Sure. So I'm not heavily incentivized to go out and fuck people unless I'm in the mood for an experience, which I do like to do. But I also appreciate a lot of things about people because I'm very polyhearted. So I'm more likely to be like, okay, I don't want to like date you as a one on one person, but like, do you want to be lovers? And then that gets me into a lot of stupid, time-wasting, tricky situations that throw me into this loop of like, I am bad at dating. I am bad at filtering because I could. So, for example, my most recent lover who I had to like wish well and wish away, we. I love
1: that. That's such a magical way to say you kick someone out of your life is like i wish them well and i wish them away and i learned so just, that
0: from my friend eden malin she's a wonderful actress who now lives in brooklyn you're me, like but,
1: a walking but... talking like children's book but like a <laughs> sluttier version like
0: somebody speak... <laughs> no somebody told me i talk like berenstein bears was written
1: yeah yeah <laughs> 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 that's a really really great way to characterize how you speak i just uh, um mm. <laughs> but like is that so bad to like uh it, it, what I heard from there was speaking as you is I heard I enjoy a lot of various types of connections ranging from, like, intense romantic or kink to, like, casual lovers to, like, yeah, I'll watch you jerk off on FaceTime. Like, I oh, just yeah. feel like you have a range of interests. I'm not alluding that last one to anything in particular at all. <laughs> uh, so, but it just seems like you're very open to things. So, like, do you – Yes. Are you
0: – And so ta- – can, so. can
1: you fine-tune that to, like – I guess what I'm, my question is, is the filtration, is that bad or is it just that the guys that you are allowing to be in that ecosystem didn't work? Because it sounds like a system that in theory works if you have the right people in it.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. So here's oh, – I have so many thoughts I'm excited to share Please. with you. So the questions that you just asked me are the questions that I'm asking myself all the time because I'm very much figuring it out. Do I need to say no to more people? Do I want more of a primary partnership? Is this relationship with my master supportive enough t- to keep me feeling anchored consistently? Some days I feel like yes, and some days I'm like, oh, shit, no, I'm lonely. Um, but because I'm such a workaholic and I like love the work I'm doing, and it's so hard for me to meet someone that i feel compelled enough to like merge my life with in any significant way like i haven't i haven't met anyone in 5 years that i'd be like yeah let's live together i've never lived with a partner i i love people as they are but that like i was saying you know there are different boundaries that i have because if i'm if i'm dating someone who can't take care of himself well enough so that when he's tired and hungry, he lashes out at me in a way that tells me explicitly that I am not sexually attractive to him. Jeez. That's a person that doesn't belong in my life. So I wished him well and that I wished him does, away.
1: That guy doesn't sound like he belongs in it. Wait, it. doesn't sound like he belongs in anyone's life. Are you saying he would get so hungry he would call you ugly? <laughs> Did I hear that right? Kind of.
0: Well, I don't know if it was just hungry. I think he, there may be some mental health stuff going on. And I have, I don't know if this has been your experience. Have you been online dating during the pandemic in addition? Uh, Like, are you looking for new partners? I mean, look, I've got
1: a glory hole that sometimes people from Reddit come use, but I haven't, uh, not not, not, not 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 for several months.
0: So (laughs) my, I have stopped swiping anywhere because my big takeaway is that most people are currently experiencing a level of anxiety that just makes them too exploded in their brains to yeah. connect deeply with a new person. There's also like a pandemic. Like maybe That's we don't what I mean. need yeah. to
1: get, we don't need to get so many connections right now. We don't need to spread, you know, anything right now.
0: Totally, <laughs> totally. And my and as a person who would be looking for just one connection, I found it incredibly energetically draining to to do the looking. And so I, I think that my issue with filtration is that I just have a very small threshold for what exhausts me emotionally from other humans sure. and i spend most of my emotional time interacting with guests and you know listeners on instagram or only fans and i mm. and i can barely keep up with i mean i can't i'm always like a month or two behind on email like i get if it's time sensitive or money related i respond and if it's not then it usually takes me a couple months to get to wow. um and so in 2021 i'm hoping to you know, add more nudes and sex stories and like good night messages to OnlyFans and try to make that more of an income stream. I mean, we'll see. I'm really excited to play around with it. Ooh, ooh, and I'm painting too. I just have a new series, a nude series, a I was new nude ask, series. Are those
1: behind you uh, things you've painted?
0: Yes, yes, yes. So that's the other thing. When I was in South America, I got this. This is gonna be so woo woo sounding, and I oh I will just say for our listeners, I've been in Los Angeles this is for 13 years. So I came here for college in 2007. I went to film school at USC and I've been here ever since except for the second half of 2016 when I was walking around South America trying to collect little pieces of my soul and put them back together and and figure out why why the sexy Colombians and Ecuadorians and people that I met along the way, like we had such romantic times, but my body was just like off, turned off. So... So it was while I was there that I realized that I had a lot of self-loathing and that I deeply wanted to paint. And it was like just this idea that came into my head and I couldn't stop thinking about painting. And every time I saw a painting, every time I went to a museum, every time I, I mean, I went to the little Exito, like the supermarkets and bought watercolors that I carried around in my 35 liter backpack because it was such a strong feeling. And part of the reason that I came back is to Los Angeles, part of the reason that I came back to Los Angeles Is that I wanted to paint and have my resources and have my ability to make films again and build that framework for the rest of my life. And then for some reason, I got really excited about painting circles. I love the moon. I love looking at the moon. I guess I love boobs a lot. So that's the latest series. It's You're, called "Fucking Abstracts," and it's like I'm painting circles. I know, I know. Yeah, I the, put these,
1: paint, like... these She's got two. Well, I wasn't. I wasn't talking about those. I was talking about the the microphone. Uh, oh, the circle behind uh, the two oh. paintings behind you. They're very like simple and soothing and boob-like. Yeah. And And yes, I guess your boobs yeah. are also there. Like they're very soothing. And I forgot there are boobs kind of on the screen.
0: So many, and so it's it's just so funny because I. I'm just like now obsessed with circles. Circles mm. are like related to sex for me so much because of holes and cocks and everything. I mean everything is circles. So, um now I'm painting boobies and cocks and I'm calling it fucking abstracts and it's oh. just like a messy version of and so it's a way for me to make Instagram friendly art for the sex stories podcast next year. Okay,
1: that's cuz they can cuz they
0: can't take down my abstract paintings. Fuck yeah. them.
1: So so when you got back from South America, what what else did you learn about your yourself that you've been taking into your sex and dating life
0: right before i left for south america i had like super hot passionate exciting sex with the first guy i ever brought home who i met at a party and i liked him so much like i thought he was so cool such a nice dude and he would send me these like romantic letters while i was traveling i saw him when i got back in january and our sex was so mediocre like it was like disconnected like it had been fantastic we'd we'd slept together a couple times before i left like i think i met him just maybe six weeks before i was flying away and so i was confused about that and so then i slept with another casual lover friend like i have i have a lot of like long-term loverships or pre-pandemic i did sounds like like you're just
1: a very good friend
0: (laughs) well i would say at this point i think oh there's one couple i haven't slept with that we do want to sleep together at some point like we just can't like our schedules haven't lined up and then And then sometimes they don't ask me clearly enough and I don't get what's happening. But I had sex with a couple, a couple that I'm very good friends with that I was my first threesome sex and I would see them off and on. And then another friend who I would see off and on. And I just with my with my two dude friends, something was missing with the couple they tied me up for the first time. I was like, I've always wanted to be tied up. And so they just tied my wrists with a tie. And then we all took turns doing, doing it to each other. And I was like, I want to see what it's like to be tied up by someone who like really wants to tie me up.
1: One of those, and one of those like rope freaks who know, you know, the oh, Eagle I Scout still knots. No,
0: Okay. So I have yet to meet a rope person like, but I would love to meet a rope top who wants to tie me. I would love to see what it's like to go upside down. Mm-hmm. I love getting like held really tightly, not like squeezed So I can't breathe. I mean a little bit of choking. Yes, but I'm not a person that likes to pass out. That's too dangerous for me. Um, What am I saying? So, yeah, so that's what flung me into the internet when I was like, okay, kink, okay, fet life. But truly, I had no context for a DS relationship or what power play was or what a power dynamic was other than I want someone to tie me down. That's where it all started for me.
1: And, and you just say, you know what? This, there's a thing I'm curious about. There's a thing I want. I'm going to go to the internet. I'm going to type in some words. I'm going to see where it takes me. It seems like yep. you have a very um, natural curiosity, not just so about curious. Like, sex, but about life everything. and people and everything. yeah Everything.
0: I want to know everything.
1: yeah I and dated
0: so- a guy that was just like, why? Why do you care about people? And I was like.
1: I don't know how to answer that question. I mean, today, I, I don't know how anyone could care about people when we've watched capital P people not care about anyone else. But that's another. Yeah. That's another conversation. Good point. Good point. <laughs> um, so you so you meet this master. It was that just through trying to find a rope person.
0: Well, I wasn't specifically looking for rope because I didn't know that was a thing. Like, okay. I didn't know there were subsets. I didn't know there was latex. I didn't know about. Like I knew about butt plugs, but I didn't understand how toys could be kinky. You know what I mean? Like and used on a submissive. And okay. um, I just knew that I wanted to explore BDSM. <laughs> like I had learned that th- that's what I was looking for.
1: You had four letters to work with on the computer.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I wanted someone who would tie me up and and fuck me.
1: Yeah.
0: And I'm. It just so happened that you know the first person that I messaged with that wasn't a total uh boundary crossing person right away, you know?
1: So are you um, saying you had a bunch of those first? Yeah. <laughs> on Fet <laughs> Life. Yeah. Tell, tell us, explain to us what like uh your first day as a lady person on Fet Life kind of looks like. Why don't you tell oh, us? Oh man,
0: I so honestly I've blocked a lot of it out. I just remember the feeling of it. I remember <laughs> getting getting inundated with messages wondering if i was in over my head and after i realized that i liked this guy and was sexually compatible i deleted that profile mm-hmm. like like i maybe maybe made a new one actually that life is the first place that i used the name wio oh. <laughs> um, so that's kind of fun and but then i deleted that profile so I, I don't have it anymore but uh yeah it it was a lot of people assuming that I wanted a lot of really extreme things without checking in with me. And I just find that so repulsive. And I, I really just think anytime a person assumes sex is available to them from somebody. And I mean that also in partnership. I, It's been a long time since I've been in a long-term relationship. But I remember being with my first boyfriend And I was terrible at communicating in so many ways. I've come a long way. I still have a long ways to go. But I was especially unskilled at communicating when it came to sexual things. Like, I was the person that in the bedroom would be like, no, not like that. (laughs) You know, like, but it's also because I have an extremely sensitive clitoris. And how many times do you have to tell someone I'm really sensitive? And if you're just going to mash it every time, like, what? what? You know, and I'm 22 and I don't know how to talk.
1: Right, and, right, and and he's twenty two and he doesn't know how to like empathize. Exactly, uh, <laughs> exactly,
0: exactly. And and for him, it's an ego thing, and it, and so we're both just like, ah! um, you know. And so, I just think that it's always important to make sure that you know. And when people are like, "Oh, I knew," I'm like, "But did you know? Mm-hmm. Did you really know? Did are you sure?" Like. You know, sometimes it's clear. Sometimes it's not. I'm like, wait, why don't we just err on the side of, like, confirming? By
1: because the way, have- it, yeah. it shows the magical way you look at life where you're like, all these guys on Fet Life just assume that, like, sex was on the table and I want all these extreme things when the reality of it is very much more likely. Like, all these dudes don't give a shit about what you want. They just want to throw their fetishes yes. at you and beat yes. off. Uh, yeah. It's like, it's like you gave way too much credit that there was, like, even a thought about what you wanted. And that's, like the horror show <laughs>
0: yeah well and and that's a lesson that i continue to have to learn over and over again you're too and
1: optimistic I, you're too positive you're too nice why i don't
0: know how to gotta, rewire my brain up, to come on out no literally want to rewire Billy. your
1: brain come move to brooklyn yeah. okay you'll get cynical and negative no, and surely real quick. here's
0: what happens <laughs> when i go to new york miss can i help you do you need do you need directions are you looking for some people are so fucking friendly to me wherever i go
1: can I give you some directions your... to my penis? Because uh, I... <laughs>
0: no, men, women, old ladies. Like, I thought when I shaved my head that people were going to, like, be scared of me because I was a badass. But no, you like fit in more. <laughs> I, people are friendlier to me than ever. Where And then when I was in South America, people would just stare at me because I'm a tall, blue-eyed... Very
1: white. <laughs> ...alien,
0: very white person.
1: Like, they're yeah. Like, <laughs> they're, like, they're going, Dios mio. Uh, it <laughs> is a i I will never
0: forget going to the barber shop in lima and they just the eyes were so wide and they just did not they were like and i was like uh numero uno (laughs) like because i was i didn't know how to say and they were and then they didn't i guess they had different numbering systems because i was just trying to tell them how long i wanted my head shaved Uh. um so silly (laughs) but 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 i'm i'm very 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 privileged i don't know if I don't know about God or angels, but if they're real, I definitely have guardian angels. Mm -hmm. There's so many situations I've been in that should have been so dicey and dangerous. And, you know, like, like I'm the the chick that's like, oh, this boat ride comes with a snorkel tour. Great. And then, we, you know, I get on the boat with all the other people and we get off the boat and he's like, okay, here's your snorkel and mask. Come with me. And I come with him and then I realize the rest of the boat isn't coming with us. And then he takes me through a forest to a secluded beach. We walk to the end of the beach and he asks if I'll put sunscreen on him. And I do. And then he puts some on my back at the spots I can't reach. And then we go snorkeling. And, you know, he kind of has his arm around me and I'm like, oh, I can swim. Like, maybe I can swim better without your arm. And then, you know, we get out and we start walking back. And the thing that actually was the most dangerous about that entire situation is the sand was black and sparkly i got distracted trying to take a picture of it and a fucking log washed in from the ocean and hit my ankle and then i was limping for a week but he just like led me back to the rest of the group and it was fine
1: that was such a scary story just be, and i think That's, i hope i yeah. hope other people were terrified because we were like oh i think we all know how this movie ends and yeah. it doesn't end that way but there's still something negative but we were like like, like, I think a lot of us just breathe the sigh of relief of like, oh, thank God, she only got hit by a log. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. That was, we all thought that was going to go a different but then way. then I was
0: like an injured prey, but he like was like, <laughs> are you okay? Do you need help? And he was like offering his arm to me, you know, and the same thing. So then two nights later, I was like limping up the hill back to my um, little cabana and this police officer motorcycles by and like slows down and talks to me in Spanish. And I've only been traveling for a couple weeks, so I don't I don't know how to talk. And and like I say a few words, but I'm like so excited to practice my Spanish. And then I get to my hotel like they're like the gate outside of the little cabanas there in Tagank, Colombia. And he's like waiting there on the motorcycle. And I'd like I think I'd like said I was going to my hotel or whatever. and It was the only one there. And so I was like, oh, this police officer wants to is going to the same place. Maybe he's there to check on something. And so like I go in with my little code and then he like kind of follows me to my cabana. And then we just like sit on the porch for a while and he keeps talking to me. And like eventually he's like, can I come inside? And I was like, Oh no! I'm gonna go get like he's like showing me music videos and things, and that's when I was like, oh, I see what's happening here, and it was right. dark, like there was nobody else around, but like I didn't catch on for a do you while. You just cause...
1: always assume that dudes are being nice to you and they don't want to fuck. You? Like, do you just always assume that? Oh, why? Why are they being so nice? They couldn't possibly be because be because they want to use well, me as a sexual object. But but
0: but there's <laughs> so because I am rejected so often, I actually don't assume that everyone's trying to get sex all the time. Because when I'm like efforting to try to go have. sex, it doesn't really happen and when a police officer but is when you there, get
1: hit by a log and you're limping in South right, of, in right. a foreign country they're like oh all of a sudden i became so incredibly attractive and vulnerable
0: no but it wasn't but it wasn't until he like followed me to the porch that i was like oh wait this is weird yeah. like my brain just doesn't it catches on a little bit too late and then i want to like diplomatic the situation right. for some reason like well, because <laughs> because i also don't know what it's like in a foreign country to be like leave me alone now and i also didn't have the language skills sure. but i was just like oh no i'm gonna go get an agua like at the main part of the wherever other people were and so i was like do you want one and he's like oh no 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 and then he walked the other way on the path
1: like i went up to where people were so well <laughs> glad you made it out of south america okay and 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 so so back to the fed life you know search and like you 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 match up with the master you delete the account so now we, we described what all the horror show dudes were like. So what differentiated this guy from the pack? Not Ugh, just like as a yes. connection with you, but just no. as like someone's, I, I, I say, I ask this question for like dudes listening who eagerly want to be respectful and sexy and themselves and like have no idea what to do. So what yeah. did this guy do that like differentiate himself from the rest?
0: So I will just say, first of all, as a dom, he set my expectations at a level that I consider healthy and safe that no other person claiming to be a dom on the Internet has yet met. Here's what he did. He told me what he was interested in. He checked in to see if I knew my own boundaries yet. He didn't assume, actually, he this did is online
1: on FetLife online. Is this this to, is, okay.
0: this is when we're messaging. He, we like had conversation. He made it really clear that he was in a don't ask, don't tell marriage to make sure that I was okay with that. He checked in about my level of experience. I told him I was brand new. Mm-hmm. He told me the types of things that he was into. He set off my red flag by calling me good girl. And at that time, I had no context that that's like a nice thing to say to submissives. I just thought like and and I would and I would say that's probably not a thing a dom should do if you don't have an agreement with someone like you shouldn't assume you can call someone good girl. And I have sent like we've since talked about it. He's like, I shouldn't have done that. And I was like, no, you shouldn't have.
1: But Um, another way to do that could have been like, do you like being called a good girl? Exactly. Asking.
0: I would say in conversations since with people that I know are doms, once I talk to them a little bit, I like getting called good girl by them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and they, I don't think they've necessarily checked in, but it's just because I didn't have any context early on. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he also took charge of the situation without assuming he knew my desires. And what I mean by that is he initiated the conversation about health and safety. He initiated a date to meet up. He didn't make, you know, he behaved like a dom. I, I don't understand the number of people that I've swiped on that claim to be doms, but then, like, act like little boys waiting for their mommy to drive them to school. Like, <sighs> I shouldn't have to do every fucking step
1: for you. Because they're not That's... actually doms. They're just selfish. Exactly. Uh, which, yeah. Or the way... they're just
0: abusers. I don't know. You know? Sure.
1: There there yeah there is a spectrum of those dudes who uh, range from just selfish assholes to abusers but yes like it's a similar be uh, you know warning sign behavior yeah. which by the way like there's a for the guys there for guys there's like these fake doms right who are just selfish or abusers and then like in the women world like there are women who claim they're subs but they're actually just lazy <laughs> like like they're like Well they, so that was my think... big
0: fear. <laughs> I was like, wait, like I, I like couldn't allow myself for a long time. I had to be like, wait, you really don't mind if I just lay there because I have the most powerful orgasms if I am strapped down and I'm completely still mm-hmm. like like for my body like there, it, you know, and I think I had very early like I had because I, I had so much. I've had a lot of sexual energy my whole life. I had very early alien rape fantasies that I didn't know were alien rape fantasies. And it's not like an anal probing thing. I just created a context in my mind where I could explore the excitement that I was feeling in a scenario that is not going to happen. But like I would have like, you know,
1: or you think it's never going to happen, depending <laughs> if you're a truther on that. Well, I keep
0: asking <laughs> the aliens to come get me because now I would be very into anal probing. I have become such a butt slut. So that, that's the other thing that my master did that was really great. He was so clear about everything. And then we met up for coffee. And then he went through in person in detail, you know, his past experiences, his past relationships with other subs, like what it's like. Mm-hmm. And then we agreed to meet the next night.
1: All that like a Panera Bread no Simon we met
0: coffee. we met at, we met at verve coffee in west hollywood and is it was very verve, um,
1: uh, is it a and kinky he, coffee place i'm just talking about the verve, fact that like because like, like when i've had says. to help organize gangbangs for people who ask me for them it's Did like we also would like we would meet at a coffee shop yeah and yeah. then like in front of other people who are just working or going on way less cool first dates <laughs> so, they're yeah. just all like what the fuck are they talking about and we're like We're just living our lives. Oh,
0: no. I talk very quietly and discreetly because I'm shy. But I have a very distinct memory of sitting at this, like, outdoor bar area that overlooks, like, the fancy Beverly Hills area and, like, salons and things. And just to our right, like, one stool away were these two ladies, like, you know, the attractive Beverly Hills made up but in yoga gear with their baby strollers like sitting near us and he's like talking to me about like anal fucking and all of this stuff that I like, haven't really experienced properly. And I remember sitting there thinking like, Oh God, I don't know if I'm going to like all of this, but I'm so curious. Also, I wonder if these ladies can hear us. And then he also ran into someone he knew. So then I was like, I oh, don't. did he plant someone? What is this? Is this a scam? Like what's happening? Mm. But no, he really did just run into someone he knew Fantastic. it was a dog sitter.
1: <laughs> Whoa. Isn't YO awesome. If you think I've been awesome too, do make sure to subscribe to the Manhor podcast wherever you listen to audio. You could do it right now. You've probably already got your phone in your hand. So what are you waiting for? Just search Manhor, one word, and smash that subscribe button. Now let's wrap up with that adorable cherub of a human, Wayo. Well, that, that's been going, well. it seems like that's really opened uh, you know, your eyes to things and you oh know, doing 100 or I guess now 100 plus episodes of, of sex stories. It sounds like when you started the podcast, you were in a little bit more of a sheltered, not as knowledgeable place. Is that well, right?
0: I was nine months into the sexual relationship with my master when I was, when I was like, I have to start this podcast. Okay. And that was because of the Aziz Ansari grace scandal. And I'm saying grace with quotation marks, which was like, there was this whole controversy where it was like, people were like no she just had a bad date and people were like no he's an aggressor and it was like a really heated conversation i remember just like watching both sides and thinking like this is the wrong conversation yeah, like we don't, a, it's we don't we don't lame talk <laughs> it was a lame talk and i was like oh our society is broken sexually and that's that's where i was like wait i have learned about explicit communication in sex that's opened up my whole world what if i could bring that to everybody by just hearing more about their experiences and then like i can tell them about How much I learned because why don't vanilla people talk about things with words out loud? And oh my God, I'm, you know, and I embarked upon a lifelong journey, like a mission really that I'm uncovering about, you know, trying to smash sexual shame and just getting curious about how we all experience things so differently in the world. It's Mm -hmm. baffling to me, but also like wonderful.
1: And what have you, what would you, what are some things you've learned over the course of a hundred episodes of hearing people's sex stories?
0: It's always so wild to me how similar and specifically different we are like our specific differences like the details are often so rich and unique but the overarching theme that I hear over and over again is I had the best orgasm ever when I felt safe I was able to live out this fantasy when I rejected the shame of my childhood I you know like these stories of uncovering freedom and Self assertion as they grow. And so, like, in that way, I think so many of us have things in common. And the messages I get from people all the time, which I'd be curious to hear if you receive similar things, where people are like, Oh my God, I thought I was the only crazy, horny, pervert, weirdo, but now I hear more people's stories and I don't feel so alone. And that's my favorite thing because I'm like, I know, me too. Mm-hmm. I thought I was just like a nymphomaniac because we're taught to add these, we're taught to diagnose disorders for people for women especially you know who are obsessed with sex
1: we're taught to diagnose really sexuality at all that straight yeah. deviates from the norm you know anything that is deviant quote unquote yeah. behavior we're like well there's got to be a class uh you know a, a medical classification for this and and then once we find one then we have to like fight real hard to get it out of the dsm right it's like <laughs> yeah well uh,
0: and i didn't realize how much that was related to the current morals of society i just finished listening to esther perel's state of affairs on audiobook which oh my god fucked up my brain and heart right there you have it? yeah so i haven't I just, read
1: it yet but i, I have it
0: So I listened to it on audiobook while finishing these commissioned paintings for clients because it's just before the holidays and I got some last minute orders. And it's the first time that I felt scared and guilty about my relationship as a submissive mistress that's, you know, it's a relationship that is a don't ask, don't tell. So there's permission, but there's not a lot of there's no knowledge of the
1: specifics. You still get to feel like you're this hidden mistress, even though it's on the up and up.
0: It's per their agreement, but per their agreement I am still very much a secret.
1: Right, right, right. But like what I'm trying to say is like you get to like still retain some of that secret sexiness of a mistress while like not having to have the guilt that like you're not supposed to do it.
0: Well, I didn't conceive of it that way until uh, I read this book because I was like I'm just supporting the marriage and like and I and I it, it really wasn't until listening to it that I was like, "Oh, I am No, he is using this as a mistress. I'm totally an escape for him. Like, he literally gets to come to this tower dungeon, like my beautiful artist loft in downtown L.A. Should I say downtown L.A.? Yeah, it's fine. People know I live in downtown L.A. You know, like, I'm such a wonderful escape. I love worshipping him. I really am obsessed with this man's body. Like, I've never felt so drawn to a person in so many ways before. And he's two and a half decades older than I am, and it was supposed to be a relationship with where that would create a boundary. And we've totally smashed my original boundaries, which were: don't say I love you, don't ever talk about leaving your family for me. You know, so he's he's done both of those things. He initiated the I love yous on our one year anniversary, and everything. It was right after I'd slept with a kinky couple, and he got jealous. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so over married people being jealous, like in a way that's it's fine if you feel jealous. I don't want to I'm not criticizing feelings. I'm so over married people feeling jealous and not being able to take responsibility for their own feelings. Perfect. When you're when you're like dating another person fuck you <laughs> so
1: why did y'all uh why y'all stop seeing each other because obviously like now you, you've referred to it as like oh we we're seeing each other again so what happened in between was it just covid or was it something else
0: no no no. it was long before covid so after we said i love you he felt like another level of possession and then we were fighting a lot i'm very conflict avoidant slash i can't
1: can't imagine you fighting
0: <laughs> oh i'm a great fight i mean like i i'll go i have a destroyer mode Like I stay really, really calm and I try to logic and talk things out with like emotion and care. But when someone shuts down and, you know, goes into battle mode, then I turn into a destroyer and I destroy people like I'm a destroyer. Yeah. And so that's part of the reason it's my fear around that, I think, that also keeps me single because I and I'm learning how to communicate a lot better. I'm learning so much about communication like i'm doing deep dives on all of that um so so that's part of what's allowed us to start seeing each other again because for a while basically we shifted from one perfect year which i have journal entries of and i'm turning them into a book like that's one of my patron things is like i read the sexy journal entries from our first perfect year but to the day our relationship started to crumble because it went from being like this heightened unspoken love that was just so delicious to he started saying he wanted to marry me and that was not going to happen he so he's clearly not leaving his wife that's okay. not on the horizon and I don't want that from him I never wanted that I was never asking for that I don't need that I would love to keep looking for primary partnership or some sort of nest partnership or like a couple that I can dip in and out of but be anchored to this person whose cock I'm obsessed with who beats Aww. me so nicely who you know but then he goes through phases where he can he's not able to be consistent about the type of attention and every time and now listening to Esther Perel I'm like oh I'm seeking consistency and ease and the thing that keeps it alive is the volatile up and down, which I don't have energy for. Um, so we'll see how this keeps unfolding because I'm—you seem I
1: speculative. I thought, yeah, yeah.
0: No, I mean, we. So here's the thing: we had a really, really hot reconnection, and this week, uh, it, you know, we've plateaued again. And so we'll see, we'll see. You know, we'll I mean, see, it, we'll it's see. not. And by plateau, I mean like our baseline of really nice kinky sex, but Mm. I don't feel the transcendence that I do, you know, when we're freshly seeing each other again. And I think part of that is because uh, I get taken for granted really easily. Like I have a lot to offer and I give it so freely that men in particular, although I still haven't dated as many women as I'd like, but they do appreciate me more. But dudes tend to take me for granted because they're like, yeah, of course she likes my cock this much. <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, all right.
1: Not realizing. Like, well, there I are a, do. There are a lot of there are a lot of cocks that look like that cock and can act like that cock. But like. And
0: you know, that I like they're, cocks.
1: They're, sure. Right. Exactly. Like but that's like that's. But the person know. attached to that cock is the thing that makes you go to that one in particular.
0: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And they have to treat me like a friend. Like you can't like at yeah, a very bare not minimum an
1: excuse to just like treat someone shittily like you still got to yeah. treat them like a half decent human
0: exactly you and especially if you want to keep fucking them don't go out of your way to make them feel sexually repulsive duh like you fuck fucking idiot um
1: yeah so. well Wyo, um do you have a little extra time maybe we can talk a bit mm-hmm. about your OnlyFans for our patreon bonus episode Oh, yeah, let's do it. Let's do that. All right, so uh Patreon folks, you're going to, uh, $5 and up folks, you're going to hear that episode come out tomorrow, but for now, Wyo, where can people find you? Where can they find your pocket? Plug all the things.
0: Okay, so everywhere on the internet, I am at Wyo that's W-Y-O-H-L-E-E, so I'm WyoLee.com, on Instagram, on Twitter, OnlyFans.com slash WyoLee, that's all my personal stuff. Sex Stories is... Sexstoriespodcast.com. you can find it wherever you get your podcast and follow us on instagram at sex stories pod although i haven't been posting there lately because instagram
1: is that's a whole yeah that's just i'm cool. um, gonna shake them right well uh Wyo, uh thanks so much why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody
0: thank you so much for having me you have an audience of lovely humans i'm sure and i'm so excited to uh be here <laughs> let me do a better outro no. No, okay,
1: fine. Yeah. Ooh, I hope you have thoughts. I hope you have feelings. And I hope you share them with us in the champagne room. The champagne room is our supportive, sex positive Discord server that anyone can join. And you can let your thoughts be known about episode 363 with YO Lee at manhorepod.com/slash Discord. But if you want to tell me something a little personally, maybe you kind of want to rant off a little bit in private, maybe you just can't figure out how Discord works, you can always shoot me an email with your comments, your questions, your criticisms at manwhorepod at gmail.com. I am on Twitter at TheBillyPresida. I'm on Instagram at BillyIsPresida. And you got to type that whole username out because I am Shadowband currently on both platforms uh, i'm just i'm doing great everybody <laughs> doing great if you're gonna give me one gift for christmas i would love it if you would not just tell a friend about the podcast but if you would post about the podcast if you want a nice clean episode you can refer them to give them the maya diamond episode i think there's like no talks of butt fucking in it it's really safe for work to talk about <laughs> and do be sure to give me a tag of course, if you want to see something a little naughtier, a little, mm, a little more risque, you know where to find me on the OnlyFans. It's free to follow, and I'm a cheap whore to play with. Come on by to OnlyFans.com/slash. Call me Billy. Uh, oh, and Patreon people, I dropped an extra bonus episode. I know I've been behind, so I did a little, uh, <laughs> a little story time session. I uh, told a little story of my visit to a certain uh, adult bookstore out on Long Island. You can call it, uh, we'll call it a review of Show World. You can become a member uh, and get access to that, as well as 200 other bonus episodes, including Y.O. Lee's, which is out tomorrow at patreon.com slash Podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Podcast. Next week, we've got Dr. Marianne Brandon on the pod. Uh, she is a sex therapist. We're going to begin all up in that topic. Very fun stuff. Uh, I hope you enjoyed your holiday season. I hope you were safe and at least attempted to be smart. Simply testing is not enough. You have to like do like lockdowns and tests, probably like multiple, uh, like at least a couple of tests with your lockdown and preferably didn't fly. But hey, who am I to decide? I'm kind of giving up this fight. <laughs> I'm just going to try to protect myself. Well, I stay slutty. It's the vibrator that has no equal. And now Motor Bunny offers their thrusting sex machine, the Motor Bunny Buck. Enjoy a fan whore discount at manhorpodcom slash motorbunny or use promo code manwhore at checkout.
0: Lover Billy Sexy. And now you know what I sound like when I'm the guest. I hope that this share encourages you to get to know your fucking awesome selves, even if it's just a little bit more. And do remember to go subscribe to the Man Whore Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Also, his merch on manwhorepod.com is kind of awesome. There is a statue of Liberty holding a cock and some cute undies. Go check them out. Find him. On Instagram at Billy is Follow him for free on OnlyFans at CallMeBilly. And if you like this bonus episode, go find him online and just tell him he's sexy. It will make him blush. And go check out his adorable blue eyes. A regular episode will be out tomorrow. Holy fuck. That's another thing I like about him. Oh my god, I just realized this as I was like doing my outro. I like that I can flirt with Billy, like hard flirt with him and tell him he's sexy and has cute blue eyes and all of these things and like be sexy with him and I don't have to worry that it will give him the wrong idea or that it will cause a boundary crossing. That's fucking sexy. I just had a little outro epiphany. So a regular episode will be out tomorrow. Uh, holy fuck. Oh, this one is so good. It's so, I mean, they're, they're all so good, but uh, this is another good one. In the meantime, go tell a sex positive man whore in your life, how great they are. Any sexy human will do. It doesn't have a man whore, however they identify. I don't know. If you identify as a man whore, I'd be curious to hear you. heard from you. And as always, remember to share sex stories.